This is AgriPulse Daybreak West from Monday, July 27th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Newsom Boost Ag Housing. Funding Friat Kern Fix. GOP pledges aid plan today. And Trump trade war remark draws dim retort. Newsom Boost Housing for Infected Ag Workers. Governor Newsom on Friday announced state support for constructing temporary isolation housing for COVID-positive agriculture workers who are asymptomatic. The program, Housing for Harvest, was inspired by an initiative in the Monterey County by the Grower Shipper Association of Central California. Association members had joined together to build new housing and procure hotel rooms and set up a clinic with on-site testing. We're going to build on that, said Newsom at a press conference. I want to thank the ag industry. They've been very supportive of that program. The program will expand isolation spaces on the Central Coast while also focusing on farm workers in the Central Valley and the Imperial Valley. Expanding paid sick leave and workers' compensation. Newsom vowed to work with the legislature to make his earlier executive orders on this permanent. In doing so, he's pivoting away from a top-down policy approach that earned him criticism earlier in the pandemic. Adding more teeth to Cal OSHA. The governor said he will be working with lawmakers to bolster labor agencies and more swiftly targeting closed investigations in high-risk industries. The administration has released an employer playbook as a guide to cleaning work sites and reducing risks. House passes measure on fixing Fryatt-Kern Canal. The Democrat-controlled House approved a package of fiscal 21 spending bills on Friday. One of those bills included more than $200 billion for repairing the Fryatt-Kern Canal, the Delta-Mendota Canal, and other key conveyance infrastructure in the San Joaquin Valley. Fresno Democrat T.J. Cox was excited to share that a measure to fund safe drinking water projects in the valley passed as well. Cox was also pushing for $1 million in funding for USDA research stations like the one in Parlier, which focuses on pests and diseases in specialty crops. The package also included a measure to make California eligible for federal funding to combat nutria infestations, an effort championed by Democratic Representative Josh Harder of Turlock. Keep in mind, the GOP-controlled Senate has yet to start working on its version of the spending bills. And on that note, Western Growers has been reaching out to Congress members urging the Senate to pass a similar measure on funding canal repairs. California Senator Dianne Feinstein has introduced a bill that would authorize $600 million in funding for water infrastructure in the Valley. Along with repairing canals, it would dedicate $200 million to environmental restoration projects in the San Joaquin River. Senate GOP set to unveil aid package. After several days of delay, Senate Republicans today supposed to take the wraps off their $1 trillion coronavirus relief package. The release of the proposal will allow negotiations to move forward with congressional Democrats. But there is a long way to go before a new package will be ready for President Donald Trump's signature. The Senate GOP plan expected to include $20 billion in farm relief. 
Mark Meadows, the White House Chief of Staff, raised the possibility yesterday that Congress could pass the next aid package on a piecemeal basis, with the most urgent issues being addressed first. Now, whether Democrats would agree to that or not, it's another question. For more about the GOP plans, read our Washington Week Ahead and watch AgriPulse.com for updates on the age package. And also, don't miss our AgriPulse open mic interview with Gary Adams, President and CEO of the National Cotton Council. Hemp growers get win of the House. The Democratic-controlled House has passed a package of four fiscal 21 spending bills that include a provision to help struggling hemp producers. The legislation would allow hemp pilot programs to continue in operation through next September. States currently have until October to get approved regulatory plans into place. The provision, while welcome, still doesn't address most of the underlying concerns of hemp growers about USDA provisions in place for the 2021 growing season. That according to Eric Steenstra, president of the advocacy group Vote Hemp. His group has been pushing to extend the pilot program for two more years so growers don't have to meet a stringent THC limit on hemp included in a USDA interim final rule published in October, among other reasons. Many growers were forced to destroy crops last year because their hemp tested above the three-tenths percent for THC. The Agricultural Marketing Service has already approved dozens of state and tribal plans, and it's not clear how they would be able to scrap those plans. By the way, the FY21 minibus, which passed the House on a near-party line vote Friday, includes funding for USDA, FDA, EPA, and the Interior Department. The House takes up a bill this week that includes funding for the Army Corps of Engineers, as well as the Transportation and Labor Departments. Trump assailed for China trade remark. President Trump's trade war with China cost U.S. farmers severely, so when Trump suggested last week that the Phase 1 trade deal meant much less to him, Illinois Representative Sherry Bustos pounced on it. Bustos leads the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, which is charged with keeping Democrats in the House in the majority. When President Trump was a candidate, he stood behind a podium and promised to end the war on our farmers, Bustos says. Yesterday, after enduring financial uncertainty, declining market shares, and a precarious outlook, the president again stood behind the podium and told our farmers that their future, quote, means much less to him. China promised to ramp up imports of U.S. farm commodities and the trade pact, though many believe the Chinese won't reach the goal of $36.5 billion set for calendar year 20. To help the farm trade flow, China began waiving some tariffs on soybeans, corn, wheat, and other commodities in March. Trump, at a press conference on Thursday, repeated his accusations that China allowed COVID-19 to spread to the U.S. and said that as a result, the trade deal means less to me now than it did when I made it. Where did the OJ go? People around the world aren't drinking less orange juice, but world production is plunging this year, according to USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Production is declining sharply in the U.S. as well as Europe, Brazil, and Mexico. Worldwide production of frozen concentrated orange juice is expected to drop by 23%, and the reason 
is relatively straightforward. Farmers just aren't producing as many oranges as they normally do. In Brazil, the orange harvest fell 19% this year, primarily because it's just an off year, known as an alternate bearing phenomenon. In Mexico, as drought cut orange production nearly in half, and in the U.S., citrus greening continues to plague Florida's groves. U.S. frozen concentrated orange juice production is expected to drop this year by 10%. Here's today's She Said It. The president's comments were a slap in the face to the American farmer. That Representative Sherry Bustos, an Illinois Democrat, referring to President Trump's comment that the phase one trade deal means less to him in the wake of the pandemic. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, July 27th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jack Alley.